I'm contractually obligated to read this statement in the following podcast contains opinions that are not shared by the Zonecast Network or Ozone Entertainment. Also, this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes. And none of the arguments should be taken seriously. However, these takes are very real because I am a monster. This week on The Takes Bakery, there's a darkness on the edge of town. Something so vile that confronting it is a death trap. It's a suicide rap. And though I've spent six weeks trying to avoid it, I made a promise I said I'd always remember. No retreat, baby. No surrender. It's time to finally deal with Oscar's contention that John Cougar Mellencamp is a better musician than the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Is there a chance I can convince the senorita to come sit by my fire? Or am I walking into a 10th Avenue freeze-out? Wrap your legs around these velvet ribs and strap your hands across my engines as we make sense of Oscar's questionable taste in music. Because tramps like us, baby... We were bored to run the Takes Bakery. Comrades, one and all, welcome to the Takes Bakery. It's Owen's personal hell, and we're all along for the ride. I guess for whatever reason, I, I don't know, maybe Owen still thinks we're still watching Second Generation or some shit, but, like, he still doesn't want to be here, uh, so don't expect anything out of him, maybe ever again, who knows, but, hey, until we figure that out, I'm your interim host, John Gavrexky Maxwell, and joining me, as always, we have Mr. Hot Takes himself, it's Oscar Bernard. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm doing okay, I mean... I heard whatever that song that you tried to sing was. I mean, I guess it was more intelligible than the last intro you did. Hey, the, you know, look, I did the Springsteen one. Now I'm going to do the John Cougar one. Look, you know, I'm happy to be back, although I know it's probably going to, like, give me a heart attack or something. I mean, I, I, I really wish Owen was here, but I really understand after the past, like, few weeks that, like, he just really can't handle having the weight of the city on his shoulder blades. <laughs> Look, man, it's just every episode gets more complex with every one of our conversations. It's true. Hold on, I just gotta tape all this money around my chest. (laughs) It's the the best show ever. It's It's the greatest show ever made. Yeah, it, it really is. Jesus Christ, like, alright, real talk for, like, you know, breaking kayfabe and time and everything. We recorded that shit, like, I don't know, like a month ago, month and a half ago, something like that, and I still can't stop thinking about that fucking show. God damn. It probably also doesn't help that, like, whenever I log onto my Apple TV, like, it's like, hey, you want to keep watching Second Generation, right? No? But... I can't stop thinking about that fucking show. <laughs> I need to know what happened to fucking... What's her name? Sarah? Sarah, yeah! Is that why, what... do, why was she in the fancy house? Are we? Is this going to be another time where we don't actually talk about John Mellencamp being better than Bruce Springsteen? Can we no. just... 
Well, we'll actually do that. We're not. We're not gonna just. Uh, we're not gonna just fan theory what happened to everyone in second generation. That'll. You know what? We'll do, we'll we'll do that as a bonus podcast. We'll write our own second generation <laughs> season two. That'll no. that'll be a good takes bakery for another time. But all right, let's get into it, Oscar. Tell your take that you told me weeks ago and drove me into a, a blind rage that started that one episode that then got sidetracked with way more interesting things that led into watching Second Generation. Um, so about your life as shown through a Korean-Vietnamese child. Yeah, um... I've never been a big fan of Bruce Springsteen, and I've always liked John Mellencamp way more. Well, that's fucking wrong. Let's let's hear it. Let's let's hear your takes on these. What's going on? Tell me your opinion of the Bruce Springsteen. I really fucking hate Bruce Springsteen. What Bruce Springsteen have you heard? Uh, I've heard the entire River album, the double album. Yes. Um, I've heard the Born in the USA album. Uh, the Born to Run album. Nebraska. Um, Blinded by the Light and uh, Walk Like a Man. And uh, Secret Garden. I'm not sure what Walk Like a Man is. It's a fucking late 80s Bruce Springsteen song. It's from Tunnel of Love. I will I will say Tunnel of Love is not not his best album. Yeah. Um, also, there was an episode of Cold Case that was set entirely to Bruce Springsteen music. Sure. And it's the worst fucking one. I mean, Cold Case is a bad show as it is. Fuck you! Cold Case was a great show. Cold Case is terrible. I watched one episode, and they had Billy Corgan doing a cover of Landslide, and it made me so angry. But that was a real song. Like, you, that was... The Smashing Pumpkins did a real cover of Landslide in the 90s. Fuck Billy Corgan! I like Billy Corgan! Ah! <laughs> I really like the Smashing Pumpkins a lot. They're one of my favorite bands. Let me tell you a little something about Billy Corgan. He's the reason that I have a theory of if you go bald, you lose your talent. (laughs) Siamese Dream? He still had hair. Making Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness? He still had hair. Shaved it all off after they, they went on tour for that album. Fucking ruined everything. Alright, are you going to fucking tell me that a door is a piece of shit? I am going to tell you that I actually don't remember a single thing about a door. I uh, a door was a great song. We must never be apart. You know what's a great song? Anyway, in my head. You know what's a great song? What? Anything by Bruce Springsteen, you piece of shit! No! I, I, I'll I, confess, like, I think Born in the USA is a pretty good song. Born in the USA is a very good song. However, it's not the best song on that album, because everybody knows that it's Dancing in the Dark. Fuck Dancing in the Dark! You piece of shit! 
fuck Dancing in the Dark. fucking music video. Fuck Courtney Cox. Fuck Courtney Cox, Arquette. You should love that video. You should love that song and that video because it's like the best thing Adam Sandler ever did was that bit where he was pretending to be Bruce on SNL. And they kept cutting to that clip of Clarence dancing. (laughs) I actually can't I actually don't think I've seen that SNL clip. I hate you! <laughs> I never really saw much of Adam Sandler on SNL. I just really know him from his movies. It was like the best stuff he did! <laughs> yeah, I, I... We're gonna I was... have to have a conversation about this, but we're, we'll do that after this episode, after I'm done yelling at you for being a fuckwit. All right. Here's my argument that I'm going to try and make calmly... And succinctly, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to be nice and cool. I'm going to push this bottle of liquor away from me. So I'm not thinking about the decisions that I have made. Here's where I'm coming from, Oscar. So, for one, Bruce Springsteen over John Mellencamp. Multiple things in play here. For one... Yeah, John Mellencamp, his whole thing, and very much he and Bruce Springsteen are on very similar tacks of, like, you know, they kind of play to, like, a small town, like, heartland. In fact, like, you, you might say that John Mellencamp was born in a small town. He is going to die in a small town, and I hope it's soon. <laughs> wow. No, I'm I'm being mean, and, like, I as much as I'm playing it up, I, I will say right off the bat here that, like, I'm not... He's not my favorite, but I have no problem with John Mellencamp. He he seems like a pretty legit dude. However, all this said, for one, the yes, while they are dealing with much similar, very many similar themes and like kind of have like similar vibes to them. They're all about like, you know, their their small towns and their their car culture and their things like that. For one, there's more complexity to Bruce, like He's got, like, more interesting poetic devices. He's got more interesting, like, universes and characters and things that he builds. Like, more interesting stories and images that he deals with. His, like, there's a sense of, like, I'd say you want to talk about things like that. Like, compare something like Pink Houses, a song that, yes, is, like, very thick in irony and all this shit, to something like Born in the USA, a song so cutting and so fucking dark and it's fucking like... That Ronald Reagan used it to get elected as president. He tried to use it to get elected as president because he's such a fucking idiot that he couldn't understand that it, this song was about how he's a piece of shit. And he won that election. True, but think about it over this way with Bruce. He then didn't play that song for like 20 years. Look, you know, I'm not saying that Bruce Springsteen is a Reagan supporter. Trust me, I know he's I'm not. I'm saying he's a man with morals and said, oh, you want to use my song, Reagan? Check this out. Now nobody gets to play hear this song ever again. <laughs> Until 9-11. <laughs> that is why he started playing it again. But why, like, so wait, did Bruce Springsteen forget what that song was about? No, it was it was in part like, you know... You'll fuck this Iraq war. But, okay. I feel like a lot of people may not have taken it to be that in a post-9-11 world. Yeah, but, like, we're talking about 
fucking people going to Bruce Springsteen concerts who are crazy like my mom, who's seen him like 12 times. Yeah. Anyway, the point here, Bruce is, Bruce has got more interesting shit he's dealing with. Bruce is like way more like musically complex and interesting as I was yelling about. He's got a fucking glockenspiel in Born to Run, you piece of shit. A glockenspiel. And? Name me one other rock star that has a glockenspiel. Hey, I have a glockenspiel. I got a glockenspiel for you right here. <laughs> I played Glockenspiel in band all through school. Oh, damn. All right. I was really cool. Yeah. Hey, I, I think so. Glockenspiels are dope. Why yeah. Saying it. But, like, he's able to do that shit. He's able to do some, like, harder rock. He's able to, like, he's got, like, his weird, like, country albums, like Nebraska and, like, the Seeger Sessions. Like, he is, Bruce is a ridiculously versatile artist not to mention the fact that like you're not just getting brute like yeah okay you get you take your john mellencamp you get your fucking john mellencamp whatever oh you got jack and diane cool you got uh hurt so good cool bruce he not only gave us himself he gave us the motherfucking E Street Band. Without Bruce Springsteen, we don't have max weinberg one of the coolest drummers ever motherfucking drummer for conan o'brien we don't have little Steven Van Zant, great ass guitarist, motherfucking in the Sopranos. Yeah. We don't have Clarence Clemens, my boy. Actually, no, I, I shouldn't say that. Owen, cut that. <laughs> Fuck, cut that. So Owen's not going to cut that. God damn it. He's, I love Clarence. That's what I meant to say. He's the best. I love Clarence. Look, Clarence Clemens is mad talented. I, I like Freeway of Love by Aretha Franklin. Yeah. He fucking played on a Twisted Sister song. Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fucking one of the shitty Twisted Sister songs that wasn't, we're not going to take it or I want to rock. Oh, so you mean the other Twisted Sister songs? Hey, the price is okay and you can't fuck with heavy metal Christmas. <laughs> okay all right so what's the problem here we're acknowledging that all these things are good yeah i'm not saying that i'm not saying that the e street band isn't mad talented like i get like don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not undermining bruce springsteen's talent i have just never liked any of his music and I think the thing with John Mellencamp is Bruce Springsteen never came across after like the first couple albums. Bruce Springsteen never felt authentic to me. John Mellencamp, like I totally buy the whole small town thing from John Mellencamp. I don't view, I don't see this big fucking rock star telling me about what it's like to be poor. I see a down-to-earth, salt-of-the-earth dude telling me about his own life. And that, John Mellencamp, feels real to me. I mean, I'm just going to say it right now. Jack and Diane is fucking whack. 
Fuck you! That song is stupid. John Mellencamp, his whole... Like, yeah, okay, I'll give you, his songs feel real, but, like, there's no depth to them. There's no dimension. It's all like, oh, I'm in a small town. Here's these two teenagers. They're fucking... Teenagers, right? That's the entirety of Jack and Diane. These teens fuck. Hey, being 16 was cool, I guess. You know, kind of for the same reason that I really like that that first Brian Adams album. Fucking compare that to anything off of fucking Born to Run, where the entire album is, yo, we're in this small town, we're in this, like, dead-end fucking place where it's, like, everything's the same. Fuck this shit! We gotta get out of here! This fucking shit is bullshit! Let's go! Let's get on these motorcycles and just fucking ride! Wait, is Old Town Road just Born to Run? Tramps like us, baby, we're gonna ride till we can't no more. Damn. But no, like, like, again, I just, I don't know if I, I, cause I'm not, neither Bruce Springsteen or John Mellencamp is my first choice of who to listen to anyway. Like, I don't live in a small town. I don't have much of a need for a lot of Heartland Rock. And Tom Petty fucking kicks all of their asses. You know, I will say it's hard to argue with that one. Like, you know, it is Bruce is definitely it's a lot easier for me to accept considering that, like, you know, like he's right across the river. Like, hey, the I, river. Hey, we know you're real New Jersey, John. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a character that you made up. <laughs> uh, it's based. Oh, all my family that is from New Jersey is not blood-related to me. Um, yeah, no, I think the river is one of the most pretentious pieces of crap double albums I've ever heard. I hate it. I hate it. Sure I hate it. Good. Um, I fucking hate Darkness on the Edge of Town. You, the song or the album? The album. Fuck you! No! Okay? That album is fucking perfect! Badlands is a fucking amazing song. Adam Raised a Cane, an amazing song. I'll give you The Darkness on the Edge of Town is not my favorite. But fucking Racing in the Streets, fucking Prove It All Night is fun. Fucking Candy's Room. If you want to tell talk about, like, the perfect, most representative, perfect, like, actual, one of greatest songs ever written, Candy's Room, by Bruce Springsteen, off of Darkness in the Edge of Town. And this is one of the things that I've been, like, really, this is one of my big, big arguments that I've been, like, thinking about here. Fucking that song. Everything about it. Just the fucking, like, amazing fucking, just incredibly fast drumming from, like... Uh, from Max Weinberg, just like the absolute technical nature of it, just like the fucking, you know, this, the interesting fucking lyrics and how, like, the story that he tells about it, like, it is the most beautiful song about being in love with a hooker I have ever heard in my life. Yeah, like, again, and that guitar solo fucking rips! I'm gonna, I'm the gonna... The only way that that song could be better is if it had Clarence. I'm going to concede as well that I don't really like Heartland Rock that much. Then why are we even here? Because I still, like, 
fucking... You know what? I'll take fucking Bon Jovi over almost any of these Heartland rockers any you day. You piece of shit! What's wrong with Bon Jovi? He's worthless! He's horrible! <laughs> I fucking love Bon Jovi! Come out of New Jersey! That's not true and you know it. Yeah, that's hyperbole, but no, fuck Bon Jovi! He's terrible! They're terrible. John Bon Jovi is the... Bon Jovi's the band. Fuck him! Fuck his stupid band! Fuck his stupid XFL team or whatever the fuck it is! Fuck his stupid, uh... You give love a bad name! Fuck, fuck you! Alive, which is fuck a song. you! It's a great... One of the best songs of all time! The worst! I love Water Dead or Alive! Living on a Prayer is whack! Wow! The whole Slippery Wet Wet album is one of the greatest albums ever made. Bon Jovi is a dork and he sucks. <laughs> um, I'll fucking listen to All Summer Long by Kid Rock before I'll listen to Bruce Springsteen. What the fuck? You, no! No! It's a, great, it's a great song! No! It, Kid Rock? Oh my god. I just... How do you deal with this, Owen? How do you do this every two weeks? Fuck! Bon Jovi? These motherfuckers... No, alright, no. None of these motherfuckers... None of these motherfuckers could ever do a fucking goddamn residency on Broadway. None of these motherfuckers could ever do, like, hey, I'm gonna get, like, a bunch of fucking New Orleans musicians that lost their fucking homes to Katrina, and I'm gonna do a cool fucking album with them. None of these motherfuckers could, like, fucking... Kill Ronald Reagan. Bruce Springsteen gave Ronald Reagan Alzheimer's. Prove me wrong. You know, it's usually me that says stuff on this podcast that gets Owen on a list. <laughs> oh, trust me. I put Owen on so many lists over the years. But no, like, I like, I like some Heartland Rock. As I said, like, I really like Tom Petty a lot. I really like Bob Seger. I've never been a huge Bob Seger fan, honestly. I really like... When I want to listen to Heartland Rock, I'm going to listen to John Mellencamp. Again, because for a genre that's meant to be about authenticity, I'm going to go with the guy that fucking exudes authenticity. And is like the most milquetoast about it. (laughs) But he's fucking real. Real is boring! Why the fuck is John Mellencamp boring? I'm in a small town. I like small towns. Big cities are cooling ass, but in small towns, it's a great song. But that's fucking Bruce Springsteen. But I'm I'm in a small town, but I'm not really because I fucking live in a big house now. Because I he have doesn't money. sing about how he's in a small town. He sings about the workers in the small town who lost the factories. He's talking about the hard times, Daddy. But he's so job. Fucking Bruce Springsteen could pay all these factory people that lost their job. So could Dusty Rhodes. But instead, he did it with his wrestling, and fucking Bruce does it with his music. But that, but music doesn't help people with no job. Bruce Springsteen 
helped 9-11 victims. You know, he helped them. He helped them so well that he cheated on his wife with one. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking Bruce Spree. You know, if Bruce Spree sees the dusty roads of music, that checks out because Ric Flair was always way cooler than Dusty Roads. Wow. You know what? Okay, you got me there. And you know what? Who's Fucking the Ric Flair? Who's the Ric Flair of of this? Bon Jovi. We're done. We're done. This episode is over. I hate this. I hate you. This is the worst. What the, Tell me that Bon Jovi aren't the Ric Flair of Heartland Rock because they're all about the money. I mean, I guess if we're going with no, all right, no, because. Is it Kid Rock? Oh, God damn it, no. Is Kid Rock the Ric Flair? No. I'm now considering it. It's going to be like, all right, well, all right, let's, let's see. What would it be, like Traveling Wilburys, maybe? But no, I guess they're more the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Well, though, if, if the Traveling Wilburys are the Four Horsemen, then probably Tom Petty's the Ric Flair. I, I can see that, or, you know. Him or Roy Orbison. Yeah, I could fuck with Roy Orbison being the Ric Flair. He's the oldest one. It would make sense. Or is it or is it George Harrison, because George Harrison objectively had the most amount of money in the Traveling Wilburys. I mean Here's a hot take that I'm gonna leave you all with. We all know that the best member of the Traveling Wilburys was Jeff Lynn. Don't Hell yeah, it's Jeff Lynn! Goddamn right, it's Jeff Lynn! All right, rank the traveling Wilburys. Jeff Lynn, George Harrison, uh, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison. The oh wait, no, the last one's Dylan. Shit, wait. <laughs> oh God, how do you do this? Uh, actually, no, it's it's not that hard. Uh, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, Bob Dylan, uh, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison. Uh, Jeff Lynn, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, George Harrison. Okay. George Harrison is the second worst Beatle and the worst driving Wilbury. Hear me out here, though. John Lennon's kind of a piece of shit. Okay, well, that's why John Lennon's the worst Beatle. Oh, okay. Yeah. John right, Lennon. Good. I th- okay, man, what does it say about me that I instinctively thought, uh, I mean, yeah, I know, Ringo, but come on. No, Paul McCartney's the best Beatle. Yeah. Paul McCartney also had the best solo career of the Beatles. Absolutely did. Hell, Paul McCartney's solo career sometimes was better than the Beatles. I don't know that it'd go that far, but yeah, his solo career's fucking great. I There are many times that I would rather listen to Wings than the Beatles. Again, I don't know if that'd go that far, but I mean, yo, Jet's a banger. Hell yeah, Jet's a banger. You know, fucking let him in, man. I, I'm, I'm not actually going to go to bat for let him in. Dinner, 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 dinner. Yeah, that song's fucking whack. <laughs> Whatever. Look, 
Paul McCartney's stupid and goofy. That some of the times it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you know what? I'll still fucking take it over like John Lennon, who like, yeah, it's like I agree with everything you're saying with all these politics, but holy shit, are you the most overbearing fucking asshole about it? Like, I'm sorry, that one song that I'm not going to say the name of, but you all know which one I mean. Is it the one that I was telling you about a couple a little while ago? Yeah. It's the one that has the word in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I get what you're saying, but you don't get to say that. Also, I'm pretty sure that that's actually not true. (laughs) Because if you have to say that something is the something of the world... What you actually mean <laughs> is that the thing that you're saying is the something of the world is the something of the world. <laughs> because otherwise you couldn't, wouldn't be comparing it to that. Look, man, it's, it's, it's like the commitments. You know, they're the blacks of, they're the blacks of Europe. This has gone like wildly off topic, but now that we're on this topic, I really just I'm, I just want to go in all in this now. Like, yeah, like I I gotta say, the thing that made me really realize that I actually might hate John Lennon was fucking <laughs> Green Day's cover of Working Class Hero. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Working Class Hero? Clerics are just so lame. It's just like, yeah, no, I get it. it it's all bullshit. Capitalism sucks. And it's like, and I just feel like I, I just brings me back to a time where it's like, whoa, man, John Lennon said, fuck, that's crazy. I mean, all right, counterpoint, though. What about Corey Feldman's version of Working Class Hero? I've never heard that one. It's it's similar to the Marilyn Manson cover of it. <laughs> but sung by Corey Feldman. Huh. Have you ever heard that Corey Feldman album? No. You gotta fucking hear Angelic to the Core, Angelic Rockadelic, Angelic Funkadelic. Okay. Yeah, that that's a thing. You have never heard Fred Durst so funky before. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm definitely gonna need to listen to this. I think it's on. I think it's on Spotify. Well, I'm maybe gonna go check. Anyway. Um. Yeah. yeah like I don't know. I. Like to kind of bring it to kind of bring it back. John Lennon is kind of similar to my problem. With Bruce Springsteen, of like, fucking say it. You're like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't believe that you believe what you're saying. It feels like an act. But that's not the problem with John Lennon. It doesn't feel like an act for him. It just feels like he's annoying and an asshole. But Bruce Springsteen also feels like he's annoying and an asshole. You shut your mouth! He's legit as shit! I watched a fucking Bruce Springsteen live performance, and he spent fucking half the time just rambling about shit. And That's I don't. Right. He tells his cool stories, and he has fun. He, I saw him once, and he hung upside down on the microphone stand. That was cool. He's like six years old. I was like, damn, dude, you're gonna die. It's like, I fucking. 
I don't want to sound like one of those keep the politics out of music. But like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're not as interesting as you think you are. I mean... And I feel I feel this way for a lot of musicians, by the way. I mean... I'm, mm, look, I'm not going to disagree that Bruce Springsteen's politics are like well-meaning, working class, also kind of neo-lib. Also kind of what? Kind of neo-lib. Yeah. Like, you know... I'm a, you know, I, I get you, I get you, Bruce, I get where you're coming from, but like, you know, you're a little, in, a little too, too in love with Obama, I'm just saying. I thought we liked Obama. I mean, we like him compared to what we have now, but like, you know, he was the deporter in chief, he did a bunch of, bunch of fucking drone strikes, and like, he was basically a steward of neoliberalism. True. Like, you know, would I, would I rather have him over what we currently fucking have in this country? Absolutely. But, you know, let's not act like Obama was necessarily perfect or great. Um. <clears throat> anyway, this show's gone in weird directions. Yeah. I mean, like, yelling about my weird socialism. I feel like maybe this is why I would need to be on this show. Yeah. Because I'm just... I just want to do anything other than listen to you talk about this anymore. Cause you, this is, you don't even, it's, this is what we're learning here. So you don't even really like fucking heartland rock in the first place. You're just fucking trolling to piss me off and fuck you because darkness on the edge of town is one of the best albums ever made. I will kill you. I said fucking before we did this that I'm like, I don't feel super strongly about this one, but and you know. I feel super strongly that Adam raised a cane and I'm going to raise hell on you! <laughs> well, th thanks for joining me, John. Thank you, Oscar. I don't know what for, but thank you. <laughs> Where can we find this podcast on the internet, Oscar? Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash TakesBakery, uh, on ZoneCats.com slash TakesBakery, or on Twitter at BoneDracula. It bones so hard you had to put it in the Dracula. Wait, no. <laughs> it's not just Dracula, it's Bone Dracula. There we go. <laughs> John... Honestly, the real reason I'm excited that the heel alternative is going to become a thing is so that I can just say that line and and be right. That it's not just bad. Dracula's bone Dracula. It's not just cool. It's not cool. I mean, it's true. The things are indeed happening, which, hey, maybe I'll actually talk to you guys about that when I'm not busy being depressed and my life is falling apart. Eh, whose isn't? I mean, I, uh, not Bruce Springsteen. He seems like he's doing okay. You know, aside from the whole cheating on his wife thing. <laughs> but, you know, he's doing fine. If he's cheating on his wife, it's his wife that's having the problem. I guess, that's what, you, I guess that's what she gets for not being a 9-11 widow. <laughs> I 
I've been your host, John Gavrexky Maxwell, never being allowed back on this show ever again. Oh. You can find me a whole myriad of places, including on Twitter at IamJohnGM, on Instagram at IamJohnGM, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash video underscore shames, and of course, the most important place at all, I am John on Venmo. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Osaga the Great, on Instagram at Osaga the Great, TikTok at Osaga the Great. Really look up Osaga the Great on any social media site, you'll probably find me. So what's going to happen in two weeks? What terrible show are we going to do a commentary of next time? <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I think we're trying to get back into the real takes. All right, well, I guess then tune back in in two weeks for another amazing, wonderful take that Oscar has that I'm sure will make us all very happy and we'll all be having a great time. And I won't just be making this podcast unlistenable by just screaming. (laughs) Dad, this podcast is unlistenable because it's me. Well, you said it, not me. Also, also, that fucking, they did an all Bruce Springsteen episode of Cold Case, and it's the worst fucking one. They dedicate five minutes to a montage where a guy steals a car, and it's played over stolen car by Bruce Springsteen. It has no reason to exist. That's, that's too on the nose. That's it is too on the nose! That's also... Fucking, these scenes are meant to be people recalling shit that they saw in the past, but the people aren't even in it, and half the scene is just the murder victim driving down the fucking streets of Atlantic City in a car alone, and why would someone recall that? Because he's got a 64 Chevy and (laughs) something something for racing in the streets. The, the only other episode of Cold Case that was that bad was the John Lennon episode of Cold Case. Where it's all about how John Lennon has magic powers that can heal schizophrenics. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> His music was magical, and it made the schizophrenic man not be schizophrenic. But then he stopped listening to the John Lennon and he killed someone. So wait, he stopped listening to John Lennon and then he became abusive and started hitting people? So No, he so just he stopped, burned so someone. He stopped listen, so he stopped listening to John Lennon music and he became John Lennon. <laughs> Fuck. We'll see you in two weeks, presumably, if you're still going to listen to this show after the fucking nonsense that we've just done for the past <laughs> half hour. <laughs> Thanks, Rhythm. Thanks. I fucking almost got you in the past. Thanks, John. You know what? (laughs) Call me by your name. (laughs) I can't remember. Is that film problematic? Is that the one about the under... Is that about the one about the guy grooming the underage kid? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You know who wouldn't write a story? About grooming an underage child? John Lennon? Bruce Springsteen, because he's a good family man. No, John Lennon would totally do that. I mean, John Lennon probably has groomed underage children. He's dead, so he can't sue me. Does Yoko count? 
Was Yoko underage? No. <laughs> then no, she doesn't count. <laughs> This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.